HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by BentoBox, a full-service marketing and commerce platform that helps restaurants get discovered, make more money, and engage their diners. Join over 8,000 restaurants already using BentoBox today to deliver better hospitality. Visit getbento.com slash chef today to get your first month free. That's getbento.com slash chef. Welcome to Pizza Quest. I'm Peter Reinhardt, a man on a never-ending search for the perfect pizza. This show is the audio version of the Pizza Talk YouTube series, where I engage in interesting conversations with some of the country's greatest pizza makers and other artisans. Thanks for joining me on this quest. I'm Peter Reinhardt. Welcome back to Pizza Talk. Today, we're with Pete LaChapelle, many of you know him, but many of you don't. Those of you who don't go to Pizza Expo or who are not subscribers to Pizza Today may not know Pete, but Pete is the, he's the creator of Pizza Expo, which we refer to a lot on these, these talks. And uh, we got a lot to talk with uh, Pete about today because this year, for the first time ever, Pizza Expo had to be canceled due to the COVID crisis. And so we want to hear about what it's been like for you to kind of regroup and, and deal with that pressure, enormous pressure uh, for the ten to 12,000 people who come and we're counting on it and look forward to it every year. I know I do. Um, so, uh, and Pete, um, uh, am I right? And you are also the, the founder of Pizza Today magazine or the publisher? Well, well, let, let me, let me set the record straight. No, I, I started here in 19, December of 1998. And I had been asked to come here. A fellow's name was Jerry Donnell. Jerry Donnell gave me a phone call once a year for six years in a row saying, hey, um, I know you're publishing a, a bakery magazine up in Chicago. And I'd really like you to come down here to Louisville, Kentucky to help me with, with my pizzeria magazine. Uh. And... Um, I was flattered, you know, six years in a row, one phone call. And I'd say, you know, Jerry, thanks very much. But, you know, Louisville, Kentucky isn't exactly the publishing capital of the world. I've got to stay in New York, Chicago, LA, maybe Atlanta. Um, but thank you. And then one year, um, let's see, it was September of 98. And uh, I had my annual phone call with Jerry Donnell. <laughs> and I said, Hey, look, I said, the next time you get to Chicago, I please call me. I would love to buy you lunch. Um, you know, we've done this once a year for six years in a row and, and it would be fun to, to put a name with a face or you a face with a name. He's pitching you to move down to Louisville. What's that? Yeah. He wants, and that's, so what I did was, well, the very next day, and I said, the next time I get there, the very next, um, I'll call you. Well, the next day, airline ticket showed up, and I decided to fly from Chicago down to Louisville and, and dance. And it's been a spectacular job. It was, um, I did not start the magazine. I had a long career in, in, in publishing, in the food business. I had been in, in the bakery business prior to this. And the trade show business, um, while I had gone to many of them, I probably had made a pretty good living um, pitching against trade shows. 
but this was really interesting and 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 it was the pizzeria industry was so much so similar to the bakery industry that I was very comfortable it, it was I felt like I was dealing with the exact same people and and and, and then some so anyway I the, the show is a lot different than it has been since I've started it's probably grown well probably started with three four thousand attendees and now we're over ten thousand um, we probably started with a couple of football fields worth of show floor and now we're closer to, to nine or ten um, it's we've huge. Started the artisan bakery Expo. it's like a city within a city oh it's 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 a spectacular show it, it's um I, I describe it as uh, the combination between a well, yes, it's a, it's a business trade show, but it's every bit as much a festival, a family reunion. There was more hugging, kissing, back slapping, and, and which really made the, the cancellation of this year really difficult. You know, um, yeah. when, when the word of the virus started, you started hearing about it more often towards about the middle of February, beginning of February. And, um, we knew then, oh boy, this this is going to be interesting. We're we're going to have to scramble, and so while we were playing the party line of the shows, the show must go on. You know, right? right. Um, we were scrambling trying to trying to find another date for a postponement, and um, you know, so and, and and of course I don't own the show, so I I am pulling the party line, and we are going to have this show. And I've, I've known most of the, you know, I, I know many of the attendees. I know many of the, the exhibitors for 20 years and they know me. And so they're calling me and saying, Pete, what are you thinking? Pete, this is, this is, this is serious. Yeah. Well, and I knew it was, and I, and I, and I, I Hey, like I said, just before the, the, the show started, I, my, the line I said the most was is, Look, I respect your opinion. I understand it. I completely understand it. But please understand where I'm coming from, that, that you just don't stop a battleship in the middle of, like, on a dime. You know, this is, if I, I'm, I'm trying to find another place to put this show on, um, which was pretty impossible. Yeah. So anyway, we finally, we finally had it postponed till June. And, uh, and then, of course, June turned into a cancellation. But we're not alone. We, we know, many, many trade shows. Was such a, so much unknown that there was no way to predict what the next month was going to bring. No. I know that uh, we were hoping back in February that maybe it's still possible. And then yeah. it became apparent that it wasn't. And then, then we didn't know how long it was going to go. Right. And, and just right. to go back to one thing you said earlier, I know that in all the years that I've been you know, coming back, more and more each year it feels as much – of a family reunion as it does a trade show because everybody has grown. This is the time we get to see each other and really share battle stories together. Well, it, it, it's interesting that most everybody, you know, the, the pizzeria business has changed a lot in say the last 10 or 15 years to say the least, but mo many, many, many of the people opening up pizzerias are starting their second career. And so that adds to the camaraderie of the trade show because when you start a business new, you know, you're new, you know, you're fresh, you know, you don't know everything. You, you go to a major trade show and you might be a little reluctant to ask a question. And when you get to pizza expo and the first thing we tell you is, is look, there are no silly questions here. Everybody started off in the same in, in this, the same way. Um, I, I remember asking to raise a hand. How many of you did this before you opened up your first shop? And there was probably 500 people in the room and 15 raised their hands. And that was the secret because everybody turned to the left and right and said, you never did this before. No, you didn't do it either. No, I know. And that there's the beginning of the family the camaraderie, you know, the, oh God. I, I, well, do you know Tom Iannucci from Hawaii, Kauai? Uh, I met him, but I don't, I okay. can't say that um, I don't know 
He, he has a pizzeria called Pietros. Yes. And he didn't name it after me, but I, you know. <laughs> or <So>, me. <laughs> but, um, you know, the last time, he, he's been to Pizza Expo several times over the last 10 years. And his wife asked him the last time he went home, what, what, why do you go to these things? You know, you're going all the way from Kauai, you got to fly to Las Vegas. You know, it's a week long, you come back exhausted every time. And he says, his answer was the best one I've heard. He says, because I have found my tribe. Exactly. Isn't that it? That, I've heard that, I've heard that phrase a lot. Yeah. You're, and you're and right it's on. pretty tough to, to pinpoint it any better than that. You know, my, my goal, when I, and the show's getting bigger and bigger, but my personal goal is, is to literally touch every person on the floor. Mm-hmm. I want to, when I walk behind you, I'm going to slap you on the back and say, hey, Pete, excuse me. I got to get going. Well, hey, Pete, how are you? Good to see you. How many many people are you talking about? Oh, thousands. It seems like eight eight to 10,000 people a day come in. There's eight to 10,000 people under the roof. Yeah, we had 9,000 attendees last year. And then we have another two to 3,000 exhibitors. Yeah. And... And so, yeah, it was, it's my goal as, as I run down the aisle or I'm in a hurry and I can smack you on the back and say, hey, how are you? You know, good to see you. And it adds, it's, it's, that's my personal touch. I'm not doing it to, for effect. It's, that's, yeah. this, is, this is my tribe. And, 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 and it's, it's a blast. It's, it's a spectacular show. You know, another guy, Pete, who who comes from Hawaii every year and, in fact, has become an ambassador for you is Albert Grande, right? Who's the, who, for those who don't know, is the creator of PizzaTherapy.com, which is the perfect name for his mission. Uh, you know, he worked with uh, with uh, young people who have learning problems and things like that. It teaches them, how, teaches them really through pizza making, you know, how to kind of yeah. develop life skills. But he's he's not in the business. He just loves to make and teach pizza. But he comes every year as part of your team. He, is, he, he, he called me one year and said, would you mind my coming to the trade show? And I said, no, no. He, he, he said, I, I, here's my pizza therapy his on, you know, his, his website. So I looked, and I said, absolutely not. I said, right. I'd love to have you come, you know? So he came and some years he brought his brother, you know, and, and <laughs> I uh, met his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, anyway, I mean, it, it, he, he is such a, a cornerstone he is my, he is our social media ambassador for Pizza Expo. And he does, yeah, he does a, a great choice because he's, he's yeah. so warm and, and uh, you know, he talk about connecting with people. He just has a natural gift for it. We're yeah. hoping to have Albert on. We're waiting for, for to set a date with Albert, but we're going to have him on and we're going to talk cool. with him in a future episode of Pizza Talk. I mean, cool. again, the, the tribe extends. And, and of course, my own personal sense of, of being in, in a tribe has grown each and every year because, the first time you go, for people who, who uh, you know, and when, when you get the chance to come, when this starts happening again, uh, you will meet so many people, you can't keep track of them all. You know, no, you can right. cards, and, but you can't remember every single name and every face. But the more you go, it just keeps exponentially growing. And suddenly you've got this network. That Isn't that has. amazing? Because yeah. I, I have never seen another trade show like a, where when you go, I mean, you walk another trade show and people are in their own space. They walk down the aisle. They're looking at things. They're looking to make Pizza deals. Expo. Everybody's talking to everybody. Yeah. It, yeah. It, is, it's, it, it is one giant resource, you know, and, and I, I can't tell you how many people have come up and said, oh, God, if it wasn't for this place, I, 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 well, I wouldn't be what I am today. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that you get to eat a lot of pizza while you're there and taste all different styles and see yeah. what's coming next and see the competitions and the, you know, the various talents that are, that are on display. But also you, you, st- you said earlier that you started in a baking on the baking side, you were yeah. at a baking magazine and maybe had a, a baking business of your own prior. Uh, you've added a new component in the last couple of years to the expo which I yep. think was a big, you know, sort of steps forward. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that a little bit, the Artisan Baking Expo? The, um, the retail or artisan baker that you, that, you know, the folks that are putting out specialty bread shops, pastry shops, cupcakes, donuts, cookies. Um, they, they are very, very similar 
to the folks opening up pizzerias today. They're typically on their second career. Um, there are more college, there are more schooled bakers coming out of Johnson and Wales or the CIA or somebody like that, you know, as, as compared to the pizzerias, but they are, many of them are folks that are starting their second career and they decided to jump into it. And once they get there, they realize that there is no annual trade show to go to. And YouTube will only take you so far, you know, in production <laughs> techniques and that. Yeah. And, and, and so as I watched Pizza Expo grow, and I kept my eye on the, on the, the baking industry because that was my first, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that industry. And um, so I kept my eye on it. And I, I remember when the Retail Bakers of America, they dropped their show. Uh, and that was an annual show. And they gave the keys more or less to the International Baking Industry Exposition, the, uh, and the American yeah. Bakers Association and BEMA. They yeah. have a show, but it's only once every three years. Yeah, exactly. So if you are a, a, a new, an entrepreneur that you decide, okay, I'm going to start baking for a living, but I need help. And where do I go? You know, and there really wasn't a place for it. And Pizza Expo was so successful with the same type of people. All right, we're doing it. So we started a, an annual show, International Artisan Bakery Expo. Um, we've had one show, let's see, 2009, 2000, what year is this, Pete? I think we, this, I think we started in 18. So our first one was 219. We oh. were going to have the second one this year. Oh, is it? feels like it's been going on forever, but it uh, doesn't it. I know. It was I know. such a great fit. Well, and we sold it right up until the time we left, you know, until we time we canceled it. So it, to us, it really did feel like we've already put in the work. When we get to the trade show, that's the best part because our whole year's worth of work is, is coming to fruition and we get to yeah. see everybody, you know, yeah. but yeah, that's, there was a real need. There is a real need for that show. Um, and so we'll grow that. We had some spectacular names, you know, to, to deliver the presentations and the, and the, the well, I, I know I was, I got to participate with you in helping to kind of find the, the talent for that. And we, and for me, it was perfect because, you know, I kind of have a foot in both worlds, the bread world and the baking world and the pizza world. And yeah. so I got to talk on both sides of the convention floor and a, yeah. and a lot of people thought, Oh, it's two different conventions, but actually it was all in one giant hall. And one giant had a ticket for Pizza Expo could go to the baking side and anyone on the baking side could go to the pizza side, which meant that a lot of people were being exposed to the Pizza Expo for the yeah. first time and maybe getting a whole lot of ideas on how to make pizza a part of their bakery experience. Well, that's what we were hoping for. You know, the, the, well, the only barrier between one show and the other was that the carpet changed color. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. it was kind of fun navigating through the hall and figuring out the labyrinth. Yeah. But there are a lot of pizza, there are a lot of bakers that, you know, their business shuts down at five, six o'clock at night, but you're paying for that facility 24 hours a day. That oven will definitely bake pizza. And, and so that was one piece that we were holding on to. And then the, the pizzaiolas, the, the folks that are opening up their own pizzerias, the serious ones are really starting to get into baking bread. Right. And, and the way you can tell that is, is three to five years ago, you would go on Facebook, you would never see some pizzaiola looking at the dough structure on his crust. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, right. oh my God. I mean, that never ever happened. Bakery side, absolutely. But oh, now they're all, look, look, look at my dough, uh, who, who is it? Uh, Billy Manzo, my yeah. dough structure. Look at my dough structure here. Yeah, it, it, Billy's from, from Providence, Rhode Island, and, and, and a great character in the pizza world. And, yep. and suddenly he's like, he's becoming like the, the close up of the structure yeah. of the dough. Yeah. Also, they talk dough structure. They talk, they talk um, hydration. Hydration never existed before. In the, right. I mean, well, it, it did, but nobody ever spoke of it. And wow. now the, the, the business is getting to the point where, you know, as Tony says, respect the craft, it's getting respect and it should be respected. And, yeah. and so the two shows there lend themselves to both markets beautifully. Well, I think you're right that over the last <laughs> you know, five to eight years, the bread, the, the, the 
information and knowledge that kind of was accrued within the artist and bread mm -hmm. side was was now filtering over to the pizza side and uh, and pizza makers were applying that knowledge and wanted to have more knowledge which opened up these these workshops and, and presentations at Expo that uh, you know were people hungered for so we saw on the baking side uh, some of the presentations that were done there were attended as much by the pizza guys as they were by the bread guys because really there's not that much difference bread and pizza are start with the same product dough and yeah. pizza dough is bread dough and bread dough can be used for pizza dough yeah yeah so it was, it, it was a, we we got the first show up off the ground uh this year was going to be the second one we we're definitely going to have one in 2021 yeah um you know we do have another show in, in atlantic city coming up yes and i want to talk October. about the atlantic city show in our next segment because we're kind of coming towards the end of this one okay yes uh we'll kind of mention that here that uh you know pizza expo also then spawned a second show in atlantic city which i always look forward to because that's where i used to take my summer vacations that was my jersey shore and so it was a kind of a chance to go relive my past and uh and so i want to talk when we come back uh with Pete LaChapelle, uh, we're going to talk more about the, the Jersey show, the, what, what do you call it, the Northeast Pizza and Pasta show. Is that, is that still called well, that? Pizza and Pasta Northeast. Pizza and Pasta Kind Northeast. of a mouthful. Yeah, I know. I call it, <laughs> it is a mouthful. And I always have called it the Pizza and Pasta show. Um, and so we'll talk more about that. Uh, you know, we've been catching up a little bit with with Peter LaChapelle, the, the, the producer of Pizza Expo, the uh, Pizza and Pasta uh, Northeast show and uh, Pizza Today Magazine, many of you know him from there. I think, Pete, I knew, knew your name back when you had the bakery. Did you have Bakery Magazine or what, what was it? I had the Bakery Production Marketing, yes, it was Bakery, bakery and Magazine. I used to get that and I saw your name on it. And then later, all of a sudden, I see your name on the Pizza, you know, uh, pizza Today Magazine. I'm going, is this the same guy? But we never met until well, you, you and were, I- You were my hero for years. Well, you, I, 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 when I started at Pizza Expo or Pizza Today and every, oh, they, they knew Peter Reinhardt and I thought, how the heck do they know Peter Reinhardt? I was in the bakery business, and I didn't even know Peter Reinhardt. And I, and, and I knew you, you know, that like, again, anyone who's an, an editor-in-chief or a publisher of any kind of a journal becomes a hero to me. And we finally met in New York at yep. the uh, at a, the at judging Cup. pizza competition, the Caputo Cup, right? And yeah. and, and that's where we, we kind of clicked and when you invited me to come and speak at, at Expo. Yeah. And that's sort of how we got launched together. And uh, it's been great to, you know, get to spend, I even got to spend a little time with you in Louisville when I was yeah, living a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago. You took me out yeah, for, what's it called, the, the, the brown, the, the big brown sandwich with the... Uh, oh, the hot brown. Hot brown, the, the yeah. famous Louisville sandwich. Famous Louisvillean sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Stick around for more Pizza Quest after a word from our sponsor. Did you know that over 70% of diners research a restaurant online before ordering from or going in person? Your digital front door is more important than ever. Let Bento Box design and build you a beautifully branded website. Bento Box websites provide sleek design and seamless content management, creating impactful first impressions and converting visitors into customers. And with built-in commerce and marketing tools like online ordering, gift cards, automated email, and more, you can also grow your revenue and keep your diners coming back. Join over 8,000 restaurants that leverage Bento Box to power their digital presence and deliver great hospitality. Visit getbento.com slash chef today to get your first month free. That's getbento.com slash chef. So I'm with Pete LaChapelle. We're here on Pizza Talk today. Uh, this is part two of our interview with Pete LaChapelle, the, uh, the uh, director of the Pizza Expo. Uh, we're going to hear more about the uh, Pizza and Pasta Northeast show in a few minutes. But uh, in our last episode, we dropped in there towards the end uh, the fact that he introduced me to my first hot brown when I was visiting him in Louisville. And uh, it and I didn't even, it's amazing, because back then I didn't even know what a hot brown was. And then ever since then, it's everywhere. I saw it on Top Chef. I've seen articles about it. Uh, there was a competition between chefs uh, at the conference I was at then on who could make the best reinvented hot brown. And it turned out the winner was the one who did the most traditional version. 
Can you describe, Pete, what a hot brown sandwich is? Well, the, the hot brown was, was invented by the chef at the Brown Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. So that's why it is the brown, the hot brown. Okay. Okay. It's an open-faced sandwich with, um, I guess it's, it's, it's roast beef and, and a lot of juice, a lot of gravy, isn't it? Is it roast beef or turkey? I can't, I can't even, I think it was turkey? turkey. I think it was turkey, but I mean, Honestly, God, I Pete, I've never had one. Well, that's I'm not a big one. I like my sandwiches so I can bite the, the bread on the top and the bottom. Yeah. I want to help out the industry. It's a big, big sandwich, yeah. It has the gravy and everything else, and it became a sort of a signature dish of Louisville, and the Brown Hotel gets the bragging rights for it. And now, of course, every chef probably does their own right. version of it and tweaks it a little bit. But again, with these with these sort of traditional sandwiches, a lot of times the, the original version is still the, the gold it standard. It is the Louisvillean sandwich. Right, right. Everybody that comes here has to have a uh, has to have sure a hot brown. Those who are watching me. us today, have prob more of you probably have had, had it than I have. Uh, I've only had it there and actually and seen it seen it on TV. I don't, I've never, never been to a restaurant outside of Louisville that's serving it. But hey, you know, D nobody had Detroit pizza before it broke that's out right. in the house nationwide. That's right. That's and right. in fact, it was at Pizza Expo that I think was really sort of the coming out party for Detroit pizza and some, some of the, the great Detroit pizza stylists like Sean Randazzo and Jeff Stokely started making them and entering them in competitions. And it was, and the, the expo has been a great launching pad for some, not just innovation, but sort of the spread of the gospel of pizza and all the styles of pizza. Would you say so, Pete? Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, you bring up the Detroit style pizza and, and I was in Naples last summer and I think of who it was. That was show, that was competing with it, but you know, on on a Detroit style pie, the the crust, the edges, have that crisp cheese all the way around. Yeah. Oh God, you just want to break it off, and that's the best part of the pie. A little you know? frico. Well, when they laid it in front of the judge in Italy, he shook his head, did not looked at it, didn't didn't know what to make of it, and the first right. thing he did was he broke off all the the best part of the pie. Oh. <laughs> we looked down and go, hey, I'll take that. I'll take You're that. not getting it, man. You're not getting it. <laughs> but yeah, right. The, the Detroit, the Detroit style kind of made its debut. You know, it, it's it went it went uh, viral at Pizza Expo. It's funny. So. It kind of like went from being a 60 year old overnight success story. You know? Right, 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 right. And that's blowing up all over the country and on Instagram, those close-ups of the Frico and everything else. In yeah. fact, in fact uh, we're going to be uh, meeting with a number of the, of the Detroit style specialists over the next couple of weeks on pizza Very talk, cool. because again, it is, it is a phenomenon. And I think when executed properly, which we see often at the competitions and at some of the restaurants, it is in its own right, a thing of, of beauty and oh, every oh, bit as great as the Neapolitan style and the more it's a spectacular pizza. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what's so cool about about today too is that the styles are coming back. You know, it's not we're not clearly we didn't just invent a a, a Detroit style pizza. It's been around for sixty years, right? Um, but you know, the Neapolitan and the, and the I mean, the Grandma, the Sicilian are all coming back. That you know, the 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 rectangle pies, the square pies, you know. That's right. And, and that, that's, that's really kind of cool that they're people that the styles are coming back and pizzerias traditionally used to offer just one style of pizza unless you're in New York and it was pizza and then Sicilian, you know, but that was it. That was it. And, and now you'll see pizzerias around the country having two and three styles, which is really Help the industry a lot as well. Or if you're Tony Gemignani, it could be seven or eight styles in one, yeah. in one with place. Hard to with do. An oven, with an oven and a bag of flour for each one of them. You know? each one, so, yeah. yeah. And, and, and which shows that anything's possible, you know, when you have the imagination and the and the will to make, to make it yeah. happen. And that's one of the cool things that at going to the expos and the other shows is seeing uh, the innovation that's out there to inspire the next generation on how to reach a little bit higher, not just settle for what they grew up with. Yeah. Uh, 
and the grandma pie is a great example because, uh, you know, what we call, what used to be called a grandma pie, as you would get it in Queens and maybe only in Queens, which is really a variation of a Sicilian or even a bakery style pizza baked in a pan. I got called on saying that. I, I years when somebody said, because I grew up on Long Island. And so when somebody said, you know, they talk about a grandma pie, and I'm saying, whoa, 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 that, that's, you're talking Sicilian. No, no. <laughs> right. No, 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 because everyone's, every, everyone views it as a different thing. Yeah. And it is different, I think, initially. And then, of course, there's a little bit of yeah. overlap in the house. The Sicilians have been influenced by the grandmas, and the grandmas have been influenced by the Sicilians. Yeah, yeah. but they're good. And again, these are the endless debates that you can have when you get the, the tribe together to talk about pizza. Right. So, so this, this, uh, the success of Pizza Expo, which services as many as 12,000 people at, at the Las Vegas Center, and Las Vegas being a great melting pot of all the styles, you then started a few years ago to launch an East Coast version, a smaller version, uh, that, again, back in the territory, in a sense of closer to where New York-style and grandma-style pizzas and even Sicilian-style pizzas are really the heart and soul of the pizza world, is in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So how is that show different? Because I know you've added a component to that that does isn't part of the Vegas show. Well, the the uh, the Northeast is is a unique market to begin with. You know, the the, the density of, of of pizzerias is greatest in the Northeast than it is anywhere else in the country, um, and and consequently, the average revenue, um, the average pizzeria. Is, is smaller than that of the rest of the country. Competition is greater. They're more, they're, they're more, there are more mom and pop shops and family businesses in the Northeast than, than anywhere else. So what that translates down to is that, you know, going to Pizza Expo is not cheap. It's, it's, you either have to fly or drive across the desert to get there. Once you get there, you got to put yourself up for, yeah three, four, five days to take advantage of the whole show. And we knew that we were probably getting about half the potential out of the Northeast that we were getting from the rest of the country. Mm. And so we decided, you know what, we're, the, the, the suppliers needed exposure in the Northeast. And the Northeastern pizzerias never really got a chance to go to Pizza Expo. And when we surveyed them and said, would you like to go to your own show? It was an overwhelming, oh yeah, definitely. So we started Atlantic City. And, um, and so the, the, the market that goes there is uh, probably, I mean, we get them all throughout New, New England, but Massachusetts down to uh, Virginia, you yeah. know, and then of course we get the, the Europeans that come over. And then of course we have the Caputo Cup as well at the, um, Atlantic City show because they and, moved it from from Harlem where you and I first right, met. Right. That was the, now yeah. you hosted at the uh, at the pizza and pasta show. Right back then it was in January, and now um, Anselmo Caputo he, he agreed to stall it and delay it until October and make it the cornerstone of that show. And that really was uh, really made it successful. I mean, this industry the the best of the best they really enjoy competing. Yeah, and, and while they compete, they're helping one another at the same time. Yes. But they they really enjoy the competition. They enjoy what little they win because let's face it, there's a hundred guys, only a few are going to win. But they take that experience home. They take the the fact that they competed against the world's best. They take that home and and they make marketing tools out of it. And I love it when they come out and present their pie and they'll say like, this is on a 72 hour fermentation yeah, dough yeah, yeah. and, and then, the, and they're grating salt over the top of their, from a yeah. salt block. And I mean, they're doing all of the, the little artisan tweaks that, yes. uh, that elevate it to an, uh, to a craft, to a true craft. Yeah. And, and I think uh, very few consumers get to see that, you know, when they just go to their neighborhood pizzeria, but uh, a lot of the people who come to the show are not even in the trade. They are people who just, are pizza enthusiasts and love pizza and they want to see and taste what the best of the best right. are doing. Right. Right. But, but so also we, you added the pasta component in, in Jersey. That's not part of Vegas. So let's talk a little bit about the well, pasta. We, we decided that we wanted to get the Italian restaurant, the Italian restaurateurs into that show as well. How could we make that show a little bit different 
from the one in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is pure pizza. Um, so we decided to, to try to invite some of the best pasta makers in the, in, in the Northeast to come and compete. And um, we've had it two years now and, and it's been very successful. Um, I think, I wanna say the, the head pasta maker at King Umberto's on Long Island won it last year. Oh, really? I think so. I think I think he was the one that. That's right, because I saw there was a pasta competition happening on one side of the hall and right. a pizza competition on the other side of the hall, and right. I never got to do. I don't think I had to leave before the announcements were made as of the winners, but there were some great dishes being made, yeah. and also demonstrations, demos uh, of on both the pasta and pizza stages, yeah. Yeah. showing people how to make you know cre creations that they made. And John Gudikans put on a, a demonstration last year on all his different styles of, of, of pasta and ravioli. And, and, and he, he's another really creative guy. Well, John is coming on Pizza Talk soon. We're going to be interviewing him cool. uh, uh, any day now. And, and we'll be posting his interview soon. John is, is based in Ohio and is extremely talented. I always thought of him as a pizza guy, but I didn't realize until I saw him in, in Atlantic City that he's also a pasta genius. So and, I and a bread genius as well. He is that's right. watching his, his, uh, his, even today he posted a loaf on uh, on Instagram. So the guy is he's got talent, obviously, and we want to dig into that. And he's yeah. also like one of your one of your uh, hosts during the yep, competition. He's one of my, on my regular. He, he is a um, a contributor to Pizza Today magazine every single month. That's right. Um, yeah. I refer fact, to him as the the mad scientist of pizza. I mean, he <laughs> well, uses more ingredients. Uh, he'll use more ingredients in a week than most pizza makers use in a in a month or a lifetime. I mean, that makes just, him a mad scientist. Yeah, but you've got a great cast on Pizza Today of, of people, yeah. talented people like that. You've got John. You've got I think Scott Weiner is a contributor. Yep. You've got yep. the Dough Doctor, Tom Lehman, um, yep. uh, and a number of other. And then you've got Jeremy and uh, doing his uh, his interviews on the on the uh, Pizza Today videos. We, so you have a, a heck lot of a crew. Pizza, pizza today has a heck of a crew. We, um, and how up many until people maybe, do you reach with that? How, how, how big is the outreach on, on, on that magazine? Because it really is one of, one of the, you know, the, the true uh, industry Bibles. Well, we have 40,000. Are you talking about the, the, the reach, 40,000? Yeah, of the of pizza today, yeah. Right. Right now we have a, a, our complete database is about 49,000 um, between print and digital. Uh, the mag it's a monthly. Um, the staff, the staff has been around up until six months ago, seven months ago. Um, my most junior person was eight years and, and most of us have been around for 10, 15, 20, 20 plus years. So it's a very tight crew. I, I, I do have the best trade publishing staff in the country. That's um, awesome. Pizza today is, as has been awarded honestly as, as the best trade show, trade magazine in the world. We have really? won more awards for a pizza today than any other trade magazine, um, regardless of its industry. We, we, we can, com we compete with a group called the tabby awards. And that's about 450 English speaking magazines from around the world. And we've won more awards in the last seven or eight years than anybody has all told in the 12 or 13 years that it's been around. So I'm proud of my crew. What we is the, the formula, the secret sauce, so to speak, to put, to put out a successful well, periodical, the, a magazine? The, the, the secret sauce is to understand that a trade magazine is work. Okay. It's about what you do for a living. When I hear people telling me that, Oh, I can't wait for my next issue of pizza today. I can't, Oh, I want to, curl up in front of the fireplace and read it. And I tell them, you need a life. Okay? <laughs> That's not what it is. All right. The magazine is for business. We, we, we get to the point, we call it service journalism. Make sure that the articles, when you start an article, I want you to know what's in it for you within the first paragraph or two. I want to give you permission to read it or not. Maybe this is for me. Maybe it isn't for me, but you shouldn't have to labor going through the whole article to determine that. So it should be right up front. Um, the magazine should have nothing but solutions and opportunities, period. It's for business. So, well, we don't have to know about Hollywood. We don't have to know about stars around the world. We don't have 
quite frankly, we don't have to know anything about what's going on in Europe, Latin America, or, or the Antarctic either, because it's a magazine for the American pizza maker, for uh, his business. Yeah. And so my theory has been that if it's not a solution or an opportunity, get it out of the book. We don't have time for it. And so it would be better to use the paper, ink, and postage to write about something that is critical that will help your business as opposed to something that's just fun reading. You know, fun reading, you can find that in Sports Illustrated, a novel, newspaper. Yeah. Pizza Today is about the business, period. And, and it gets right to the point. And, and that's what we're proud, proud of. And if you're in the business, it's a free, it's a free resource, isn't yep. it, for any yep. pizza operator who wants to subscribe? Uh, what I do is I, I make sure that you sign your name to a form every year. Every 12 months, you have to renew your subscription. You don't have to pay for it, but I want your signature. That way I know that you're still interested in reading it. Yeah. If I haven't yeah. heard from you after 12 months, uh, there's a big chance that I might drop you from the circulation list and you'll have to fill it out again. But and, yeah, and that way I know I'm not wasting my paper. <laughs> and you also will provide issues for uh, key staff members within a, a, a restaurant operation if the owners oh, yeah. give their names. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. We have... There are many times where the, the owner will get a magazine and the head chef will get an, an issue and somebody else will get an issue. So we we, we don't keep it just the one per, per unit. I think it's important, especially for restaurants that want to stay in the game and not, not be yesterday's news, but to stay in front of the wave, is to, is to require their key people, their managers and their, and their, their, uh, their chefs and their cooks to read magazines like pizza today because and it almost there should almost be a, a test or a quiz that goes with it because if you're not keeping up with that then you're falling behind well and, and if you're an employee it also gives you a a good sense of what your boss the owner is going through it gives you an idea that hey you know when i go and i i snitch uh a fistful of pepperoni out of the out of the the make table there that, you know, that's money, you know, or, or, you know, uh, we're not going to use that, that, that last bit of Parmesan cheese or, or whatever. I, I'm going to take it home or I'm going to go sneak, go, you know, nibble it out on the back while I have a smoke. That's money. And, and so you have to understand that. And, and when the owner is trying to schedule the workload and, and sometimes it's busy or sometimes it's not, um, you can learn why he sent you home early or you can learn why he's going to call you up on a weekend and say, Hey, I, I really, I need your help because we, we cover the business in there. And so the more that the employee reads the magazine, the more successful the operation will be because they'll have a sense of, of empathy for the, for the, owner I know that in my classes at, at Johnson Wells, my students are up and coming, you know, bakers and pastry chefs and, and they always are asking for like, you know, what career advice can you give me? And I, one of the two or three most important things that I tell them is, is that, that the best thing and, and that what every employer is looking for is somebody, uh, an employee who thinks like an owner and is yeah. willing to kind of, you know, get into the owner's mind because someday you may be an owner. And, but if you have an employee who thinks like an owner, that takes pressure off of your boss yep. instead of adding pressure. And that, those are the, those employees are like gold and they're hard to find, frankly. Mm -hmm. And everybody's business. I mean, I have the same, the same situation on the magazine, you know, I mean, Jeremy White has been around for good God, he's got to be 15 years. Really? And, and Jeremy, you know, there, there are some months, some weeks where I, I I'm like cat on a hot tin roof. I, I, I'm drowning, you know, and, Jeremy gets that. He doesn't work on the financials all the time, but if he, Pete, I'll take it. And, and off it goes. And, and, oh, God, that takes a... Yeah, you a love it. You love it when, when you have somebody working for you. And that's right. why you've got such long-term staff is that they've yeah. embraced yeah. That, that idea. Well, well, Pete, before we run out of time, I, I do want to talk about one more thing with you. You know, in light of everything we've been through with this sort of COVID era and, and the challenges ahead, I know we've got... Uh, the Atlantic City show is scheduled now for October. We hope that it's going to happen, but you know, yep. up in the air. We understand all that, but from everything you've garnered from being in this industry for a while, where do you see the world of pizza 
going and 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 then we can extend that even to the world of artisanship because you've included that artisan baking component to the expo uh where do you see it all going over the next few years do you see any major trends that our viewers would want to know about well i i think that the the current virus will without question have an effect on the industry um you know that the dining rooms got shut down and those you know let's let's just break it down and maybe there's a third of the industry, the pizzeria business, are dine-in exclusively. They had the toughest time, you know, because they couldn't open up their, their, their dining room, so they had to do curbside delivery. They had to learn about delivery. Um, the other folks that, that were primarily delivery and takeout, depending on where their business was, if it was downtown where their business was catering lunchtime or... or, or folks coming out of the buildings and coming into lunch, they're probably not doing so hot until the country opens up again, you know? So they'll have to think about that. But um, those that were in neighborhoods that could maintain uh, delivery and, and takeout, a good number of them have, have been doing, I hate to say very well, but I, I think they're doing okay. There, I, I have one, one fellow, Tony Lippold up in, uh, just outside of Milwaukee that's having the best year he's ever had. And so it's the way you, you, you set up your store, your shop from the get go. And so I think in the future, I, I, I think this, this crisis is going to have an effect on how you design your restaurant. You know, what happens if all heck breaks loose again? Do I want to have a big dining room that I can't, that I'm going to have to pay rent for 12 months a year, you know, 24 hours a day, or, or should I just go with a, with a delivery and takeout operation? So I, I think the business that way will, will change as in terms of quality. I think that the pizza will continue. I mean, it, if you take a photograph of a beautiful pizza today and compare it to a beautiful pizza six, seven years ago, there are two different products. And I, I think that the pizzas will continue that, that trend of getting better and better and better and becoming, um, it already has the respect of the culinary world. And I, I think it will continue to do so. It, it, it's, it's grown up, you know what I mean? And, 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 and serious chefs are taking note of it and figuring out what, what can we do with a pizza. So I, I, I think the future is very bright for it. Yeah. Just the distribution and the sales of it are going to be a little bit different than, than what we may have seen in the past, you know. And probably challenges, equal challenges on the supply side for ingredients and, right. and flour and, and tomatoes and everything. It's, everyone's got the challenges and everyone's part of this tribe. One of the cool things about the expo is, is the tribe is not just the pizza makers. It's the, it's, oh, the, yeah. it's the farmers and it's the distributors and it's the equipment companies. Everyone's part of this one big Yep. you know, community. And, well, you uh, know, I got to point out that it, it's really cool too, because it's about pizza. You don't have this about steak. You don't yeah. have this about salads. There's no chicken show. There's no hot dog show, hamburger yeah. show. Yeah. You know, there used to be an ice cream show. Um, barbecue is about the closest you can come to pizza. Mm -hmm. But that's about pizza. And people yeah. are really taking it seriously, and 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 they should, and and, and it's uh, it, it's really when you talk of the tribe, it includes everybody from the growers to the delivery guys, you know, and that's that's cool. It is its own condensed industry, you know. Well, let me take this moment to thank you for being the maestro of bringing all these components Absolutely. of this tribe together every year at at, at the at the big expo, the international. Pizza Expo in Vegas and the, uh, North, the Northeast Pizza and Pasta event in Atlantic City. Those are just two of many. The magazine, all of these are spokes of a wheel that tie this community together. And uh, and a lot of this wouldn't happen and wouldn't have happened at this scale without your work and the work of your team. And especially thanks to Bill and Jeremy, who I know are major players who, who I get to work with. I get to help them find you know new talent for for the. Uh, Workshops. My privilege, my, my crew's privilege to work with everybody. I mean, it, it is, um, this is our family. This is our tribe. 
we we enjoy the heck out of it. And uh, so thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. This is this is this has been fun. Good seeing I really you. Appreciate you spending some time with us and talking about it. you know what has been a as you told me earlier one of the most difficult years of your life and your professional mm -hmm. life certainly. Uh, thank you for, for being so open and for sharing with us. We've been talking with Pete LaChapelle uh, of Pizza Today magazine, of Pizza Expo, and uh, the Northeast Pizza and Pasta. Am I saying everything? Is it the Pizza and Pasta Northeast or Pasta and Pizza? We're going to change hey, the name. Of, the way it should I, be said. <laughs> I, you know, the website says Pizza and Pasta Expo. Let's just go that way. Okay. Well, so it's become so the word Expo has now been attached to it. Okay, we, I like we, that. We just changed it. Much maybe. easier for me to say it that way. All right, yeah. and, and, and Pete, uh, we'd love to have you back again in the future. Uh, when we get, you know, when we have, uh, as things clarified throughout the summer, uh, we'll try to get you back from time to time to give us some updates on how things are going with the next show. And, give me a pause, uh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I know you've got your work cut out for you, so thank all you right. again. And thank all of you for, for being with us. Uh, this is Pizza Talk presented by Pizza Quest, and we will see you at the next episode. Thanks. Take care, Peter. Bye-bye. Thank you. Pizza Quest is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Thanks for listening.